Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. It's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind, you better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack, you better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Purple Pants Podcast. Podcast episode 151 exclusive. I serve as your humble and oh so gracious host, Bryce Isaiah, and I thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you could be so kind to ensure that you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever podcasts may reside. We are there waiting for you to hit that button and subscribe write a review and give your baby boy some five stars what's the tea purple pants posse we are back again for another week with another amazing episode your baby boy is in very high spirits i'm excited i had an amazing weekend day whatever you want to call it you know we recorded episode 150 you're my number one on the survivor news segment so if you have not checked that out go ahead and check that out if you are a survivor fan me and my best friend Wendeezy, we broke down everything that was going on with episode four at the end of the episode when DZ dropped some Jules, some message. So you, he was trying to give Barb's message. He had shared with me a story earlier in the week, and I was surprised when he shared it on the podcast that a college friend of his that they had a falling out, and within, and that might have been ten, fifteen years ago, um, that they had this falling out, and they still had mutual friends. Within the past week, that friend had reached out to Wendy's. When DZ was just telling me all of the emotions that went into the conversation that they recently, recently, excuse me, had, and life is short. And I, I just want to echo that message that, you know, if there is a family member, if there is a sibling, if there is a friend that might be your mom, might be your dad, like, you know, you haven't reached out to, it could be a day, it could be a week, it could be a month, it could be years. Life is short. We got to learn to forgive. We have to learn to understand that somebody might have hurt our feelings. Somebody might have disrespected us. But here on this podcast, I always choose to lead from a place of love. If you were to think about a situation that has upset you in your past or somebody did you wrong, put yourself in not necessarily that person's shoes, but put yourself in the shoes that you are in today and give that person some grace that maybe 
They weren't hugged enough. Maybe they weren't loved enough. We think about the Oscars and Will Smith slapping Chris Rock and all everything that's going on with that. But one thing that my mom, which is Miss Barb, has always taught me growing up was you never know what somebody is going through today, right now, in that moment. And yes, they might be acting a fool. However, you don't know what led them to act a fool and to give them that grace. And I will be honest, when I was recording that episode and when DZ about Survivor News, I thought about a particular friend that last year, because we in 2022, baby, at the latter end of 2021, this friend and I had a falling out. It wasn't no big hoopla, hoopla, hoopla. It was just, you know, we had a falling out. This friend and I's relationship had been troubled from the inception. I met this friend in college. I always felt like it was me giving myself. And I felt like if I did not give myself, then what would the friendship be? However, me not holding myself to the exclusive and excellent standard that I should hold myself. I'm like, this has been my friend for this long. And so like, it means something. And so there were issues that I just never really addressed. And so we had this falling out. However, for me, if somebody, my friend and they ride for me and they show me love, like regardless of anything else, that's always going to be my friend. I don't even want to get emotional talking about this, but episode of Survivor News had me thinking. And after we stopped recording, I, I had shared the, the story with Wendeezy because Wendeezy has met this friend. And he was like, wow, like you and your friend haven't talked since this date and time. And I still have yet to reach out. But as I am recording this podcast, my heart is leading me to even if, you know, we will no longer be friends or whatever, but I just want to reach out to that person because again, if I think about that date in that time where we stopped talking in that moment, I wasn't putting myself in that person's shoes to think about what they might've been going through or what had led to those actions. And so just be kind to yourself. Just there is just so much going on in this world. And so I'm just saying all that to say that, like, I am going to reach out to my friend at some point. And I just, you know, implore anyone that's listening. It could be your parents. It could be your neighbor. It could be a coworker. You know, just life is short. We need to show our ourself that exclusive love, that exclusive gratitude. For me, I, I, I truly do believe that if we were able to show ourselves that exclusive love, that exclusive gratitude, just to ourselves, not to anybody else, but to ourselves, the world could be such a more accepting place, such a more loving place, such a more just yeah, just so much more. So I, I hope that somebody that is listening to this podcast is listening to your baby boy get emotional because y'all know at the end of the day, I'm a cry baby. I like I, I feel like sometimes tears are the physical form of healing and it's necessary. And if you treat yourself with that exclusive love, that exclusive loyalty, then sometimes 
those liquid tears might come on out. But I am so excited for this week's episode. Baby Boy had a fun weekend, to say the least. I was excited to see a artist named Snow Allegra come to Philadelphia. I was supposed to see her right when the pandemic started. They canceled the tour because of the pandemic. And then they announced the tour. But listen, I got also an issue because as soon as they announced the second tour, Baby Boy went on to the computer Got the tickets, you know, had a group of my friends and the tickets were a little expensive. But I was like, you know what? We're not playing no games. We're going to see Miss Snow Allegra. However, a week before the concert, one of my friends was texting me like, you know, the tickets currently is on sale for $40. Child, we didn't pay let's just say $150 for them. And I was like, oh no, oh no, 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 no. So I emailed Ticketmaster and I said, listen, I bought these tickets for 150 They currently on sale for $40. What can you do? Ticketmaster kindly wrote back, although, because I called first. You know your baby boy picked up the phone. I called, hello? They said, oh, due to the pandemic, we don't have no workers. So if you could email your issue, email my issue, they got back to me. They were like, we don't do a price adjustments. No problem. So I was a little irked because I felt like my friends and I paid a high amount of money to go to this tour and they over here selling the tickets for $40, $50. So I was telling Barb before I went to the concert and my mom was like, well, did you put it on your debit card? You put it on your credit card? I was like, well, I just put it on the credit card. My mom, Barb was like, you better call the, call the credit card company, get screenshots of the tickets and dispute a charge. Listen, Okay, that is the one good thing about having a credit card. I know y'all like, baby boy, this intro is all over the place. But listen, I'm just being (laughs) exclusive, okay, and giving y'all the excellence that is going on in my life. Yes, so, baby, I didn't call the credit card company. They said, well, do you have proof of the tickets? And that's what Barb said. Barb was like, screenshot. So I was like, absolutely. So listen, I'm going to get the difference of my tickets. Anyway, I am really excited for this week's episode. So let me give you the rundown. We've got our church announcements. And then this week, I am joined by the amazing Kiki McCray. You like Kiki McRae? Yes, the wife of Danny McRae from season 41, okay? She is a mental health guru and a therapist, and her and I discuss mental health. We talk about therapy. We talk about coaching, all of that good stuff. We have a really amazing organic conversation. Also, with it being the start of April, we have our Purple Pants Premonitions. That means we have Gangsta Gurry on the podcast giving us the forecast for April. You know, Miss Barb is here giving her Barb's message. We've got the freak of the week. So listen, without further ado, make sure you are showing yourself that exclusive love. And let's get into these church announcements. <laughs> This week's 
church announcements what happens to be released on April 5th you know your baby boys Bryce and Wynn present the district the next day Wednesday April 6th we are in the nation's capital DC for another amazing watch party so listen come on out if you can click the link in my bio and okay listen it ain't over. It's giving. And we just announced we are headed to Chicago. Bryce and Wynn present the Shy Town on April 20th. Your baby boys are going over there to Chicago. And we are going to watch another episode of Survivor. We will be joined by Jatia Hart Taylor, Jack Atkins, Zaddy Xander, Andrea Voce. Okay. Sarah. Oh my God. It's Darnell. It's going to be such an amazing time. Click the link in my bio. And you already know I've been talking about the Bryce and Wynn present the RHAP live kickoff party. Okay. It's giving a Tuesday night. Rob is doing a live show in New York on April 4th. And listen, he said, baby boys, I need y'all to kick it off. So Wendell and I will be hosting the Bryce and Wynn presents the RHAP live kickoff May 3rd in New York karaoke party. We didn't got a DJ. And listen, if y'all know anything about your baby boy, you know, I love a karaoke. And you know, I, I got one karaoke song and that's Little Kim. So listen, come see me do karaoke. Come do karaoke with us. Come watch Survivor with us on May 4th at the RHAP live event. And if you can't get tickets to that, make sure you get some tickets to the Bryce and what presents the kickoff on May 3rd. Listen, it's very much giving. Your baby boy is booked and busy. And I am so blessed that I have the opportunity to just say all of this because listen, who would have thought a third boot from Coggy on season 28 got all of this going on but it just shows you if you hold yourself to that exclusive love and know who you are it don't matter if it's in the survivor realm it could be in a relationship realm it could be in a work realm it could be in a friendship realm just know that your love is exclusive your worth is exclusive okay so come check your baby boy out click the link in my Instagram bio, Bryce Isaiah, or the Twitter bio, and I hope to see you in D.C., in Chicago, in New York, and also, did I mention, see, listen, I'm giving y'all the TT guest, Philadelphia, to all my Philadelphia and the surrounding tri-state area. Did you think your baby boy was going to forget you? So, of course, Wendell and I have to do a watch party in Philadelphia. It has not yet been announced, but since you are a member of the Purple Pants Posse, you know I gotta give you a little tea, but don't tell Wendell, I told you because he gonna cuss me out but listen may 11th philadelphia we coming okay it's giving exclusive hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
It's a man who? It's a man you? Meat and potatoes like we cooking up a great stew. It's a man who? It's a man you? Meat and potatoes like we cooking up a great stew. And keeping the menu rolling, I'm so excited to have a new friend of mine on the podcast. I met this beautiful black queen from none other than Danny McRae from season 41 of Survivor when he came on the Survivor News. And after we wrapped up the interview, Danny looked at me. He said, you and my wife will be friends. And I said, for real? And so... You know me, I went to the Instagram, I said, hey, friend. And ever since, we've been kicking it up on the social media. And this is actually one of our first times virtually meeting. So I'm really excited to welcome to the podcast, Kiki McRae. And she is a Texas-based licensed psychotherapist serving women and millennials wanting to manage their anxiety and other mental barriers preventing them from reaching their goals. Welcome to the podcast, Fran. Hey, thank you, Fran. Oh my God, that introduction was amazing. You know, listen, I gotta roll out the red carpet for my new friend. Okay. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited. I I typically just get so nervous and my anxiety gets so high around doing podcasts, so I've stopped doing so, so many speaking engagements. But when my new bestie asked me, you know, I had to pull up. I so appreciate that. And for me, I get so nervous. I get so nervous whenever I'm having a guest on because one, I, I want it to be a great episode. And two, I want the person that is on the podcast to not feel like it's a podcast. I want it to be so an organic experience. And for me, later in my life, I had to realize that that was anxiety. You know, like I never really like put a, a label on like, why am I getting so tense? Why is yeah. my leg shaking? Why am I walking around the room? Why am I eating pretzels <laughs> and drinking soda? And so I, I love the fact that you uh, are all about mental health and all about like not just mental health, but like, you know, changing your ways to be successful and so how did you get into the mental health field? Yeah. So I started my career off as a special ed teacher, uh, working with kids with autism or neurodivergence and Down syndrome. And while working with those kids, I started to get really frustrated with how much I can help them or rather the barriers that the school districts will put on someone who's labeled as a teacher. And so I got really frustrated with that. I started doing research. Fast forward, I learned that, hey, I could better service this population and other populations that are struggling as their therapist because I don't have those types of restrictions around me. I can work with them through their journey and I don't have to kind of just leave them as soon as we start to get progress. Um, so they inspired me. I went to grad school and started my own practice right away. And um, here we are. And what was it like starting your own practice as a black woman in this field? Did you like, were you nervous or were you just like, you know what, I'm going to do my own thing and we're going to see what happens? <laughs> so I, first of all, am a very... I guess, calculated. I do my research. I, I get very prepared before I step into new endeavors. And that later on, like you said, I learned that was part of me coping with anxiety around jumping into new things. But I knew going into grad school that I wanted to open up my own practice. 
Um, I wanted to be a therapist. I wanted to make six or more figures and I only wanted to work three days a week. I had a strict plan and I was like, whatever I need to do to get there, that's what I need to do because I want to make sure I'm there to support my husband, raise my family. So I went into grad school with the mindset of I'm going to own my own practice. I'm not going to work for an agency. So I interned under a therapist who owned her own practice and that was thriving. I did practicum under, you know, female black therapists who had thriving practices, but I made sure I positioned myself in a way that I was able to hit that goal when I was ready to hit it. Um, and, and just believe in myself and also just surrounded by the support that I needed to encourage me whenever that imposter syndrome crept in that, Hey girl, you can do this. Um, the thing that helped me was that I'm a very forward therapist and in grad school, they tell you, Oh, you're not supposed to be on social media. Oh, you're not supposed to be virtual, but I did all of that stuff. I was like, I don't care what y'all are talking about. I'm going to do this my way. And the people that I want to serve people of color, millennial women, they're on Instagram. They don't want to leave their house and drive 40 minutes to my office. So I'm going to have a virtual practice and I'm going to talk about therapy daily. And I filled my practice before I even opened it on Instagram. Mm. Look, look at God. Okay. Using you. I love the fact of how you are incorporating like social media into your practice and getting clients. And, you know, if anyone that follows you on social media, they see I love all of the reels and the things that you post because I'm like, that is so relatable. Like, is she talking to me? Like, how <laughs> how she know I'm going through that? One thing that you said was like your mindset when you were going into grad school, like you went into it with the mindset that, you know what, I'm going to open my own practice. I'm going to get these six figures. I'm only going to work three days a week. How important is it for someone in just everyday life to have a mindset that is positive or that puts them in the right direction. Yeah. I mean, mindset is very important. Like your mindset could change your future. It could change your present. It can impact the people around you that loves you, depending on, you know, how it's, if it's negative or if it's positive. What I will say is mindset is amazing, but being goal oriented accompanied or in alignment with a good positive mindset is what you need. It's a package deal. Mindset alone is not going to get you success, but you have to have a package of things that are buried around you so that you're able to hit those goals. So for me, it was goal oriented, having a goal oriented mindset with a plan of action. See, I feel like, see, first of all, you try to preach to me because <laughs> You're getting me together because I feel like at times I struggle with I'll come up, I'll have the mindset and then it's like, you know, the goals and the goals is really the structure that, you know, leads behind you to putting everything in place. And I feel that there are so many people out there that kind of sort of struggle with that. And I don't think necessarily they're like, I don't I don't need therapy for that. What would you say to that person? Yeah, to that person, I would say, first of all, everybody needs therapy. I am a strong advocate for therapy. I go to therapy. I am a therapist and it works wonders for me. Um, so everybody needs therapy. You don't only need therapy when you're going through something. You can use therapy as a preventative tool to make sure you're equipped with the right tools so that when you do go through a hard time, you already know how to get yourself through it. So that's the first thing as far as therapy. But to someone who 
who isn't that well versed in the differences between therapy and, and the types of support a therapist can provide, I would tell them, well, guess what? I offer coaching. I offer mental health coaching. And this is for the high functioning individual who is mentally stable, mentally healthy, no trauma that's affecting their current life, but they may have some barriers that are blocking them from hitting their goals. So in that sense, you might just need a little bit of coaching to get you there. And a psychotherapist is somebody who is way more equipped to do that for you than possibly like a life coach who hasn't gone and gotten a clinical license. What do you see as some of like with your clients a lot or some trends or barriers that you see with a lot of millennials that are facing with anxiety and addressing their mental health? Yeah, you know what? I see the biggest thing that I see with millennials is that they are feeling like or my clients specifically, they're feeling like that they can't they have these goals and they're not understanding why they're not hitting them or why they're not getting there. Um, the main problem that I see is that we are able to create these goals. And I say we because I am also a millennial and I like to claim myself in my groups. Okay. But we create these grandiose goals because as millennials, we are entrepreneurial driven. We want to make, you know, the money. We want to do all of these things. We create these big goals and then we don't create a plan of action to go with it. It's like, oh, I'm going to set my New Year's resolution, but who knows how I'm going to get there. I'm just going to set it. So then we get into this depression or just self self-doubt or fear of failure because we aren't able to meet these goals, but we're not setting ourselves up to get there. So what I do with my clients is first we figure out what's going on. What is the source behind you creating such big goals for yourself? Because you don't have to do that. And a lot of times it stems from childhood trauma or it stems from you trying to, to tell people or show people, hey, I can do what you said I couldn't do, which you don't have to prove it all at once. I teach millennials how to create micro goals around a macro goal, which is a big goal. So you may have three or four small goals that'll get you to that ultimate big goal eventually. And when you focus on those micro goals before you focus on that big goal, it builds your confidence and it proves to yourself that, hey, I'm able to meet goals. By the time you get to the big goal, you've already hit so many goals that you're ready for it. I'm taking no. Okay. Like I, I love that. And I, I, I love the fact that you speak to such a specific audience because I do think that, you know, cause I'm a millennial too. And I feel like we don't really talk about, or it's not addressed a lot. The traumas that us millennials have gone through in our short, cause you know, we still very young, but in our lifespan, like there has been so much that has impacted us thinking about 9-11, thinking about COVID, thinking about racism that's always been here. But like, you know, George Floyd, like there has been so much the Y2K, so much that I really think at times affects us and we don't realize it because we don't address it. And it comes out in different traits in our personalities and we don't address, but and but I just love the fact that you specifically are speaking to millennials. Yeah. Listen, you said a key point. You said that we don't even realize it's trauma. We as a generation, we've gone through so much trauma that it's built up a, a sort of, you know, digestive system for it to where something we literally watch somebody get 
killed on mm. national TV and over and over and over. We watched the video over and over and over. You know, like the world shut down completely. And what were we as millennials doing? We weren't like, oh my gosh, like what's going on? We were like, we ready to get outside. We want to be outside. I don't care what's going on. Like, you know, and so the way that millennials as a generation process trauma it's so different, not even to talk about the childhood drama that that you may have endured on top of the drama that we're dealing, uh, the trauma that we're dealing with. So the way that we process trauma is so different. Um, like you said, we don't even know that that it's trauma. I focus on this generation because I understand it best because I've mm. lived it. I'm a part of it. And I've been able to heal through traumas that I didn't even realize was trauma. And I know that a lot of people around me have endured the same thing. Um, so the reason for me focusing on the millennial generation is because I understand you, you're part of me, but also the way that I like to break the stigma around mental health is the way that I'm going to do it. I'm a therapist. That's not for everybody, but I know that I'm for millennials because you can, like you said, pull up to my Instagram and I'm going to describe a mental health issue to you in a way that's very relatable in a way that may convince you that, oh man, I, I did go through something that's traumatic or maybe I am struggling with a mental illness. Um, I speak the language and, and I'm going to speak it in on platforms and in ways that I know millennials understand. How important would you say it is when you are seeking a coach or you are seeking a therapist or you are seeking some type of treatment for you to be able to relate and connect to them? Because I'll be honest, like growing up when we would think of therapist, I'm thinking like fourth, fifth grade, I would historically think of a white man in an a office and a couch and that that's what I would think of as therapy same same oh well, I, I have an even more specific image like I would think of an old bald white guy sitting mm -hmm. on a couch with the the orthopedic strap like the velcro strap shoes <laughs> <laughs> um it's very important to have representation period Right. Um, I think that when first of all, when you are looking for a therapist or a coach to guide you on a very, a very important journey in your life and find and discover pieces of yourself, then you need to treat it like you're going on a date with somebody or you're on a dating app. Like you wouldn't just let oh anybody slide up in your DMs and, and, and take you out on a date. You're going to look at what they how they look. You're going to look at how they dress. You're going to research them and figure out how they talk what they do on their free time. And that's important. You need to take that same approach with a therapist or with a coach. Go figure these per this person out. Go see if they're on Instagram. See what they're doing in their free time. Look at their part. A lot of them have personal and professional pages. Go lurk on them. Figure this person out. Look at their photos and see, hey, do I get a good first initial vibe? The second thing is consultations are so important. I have so many people come to me and they're like, I want to skip the consultation and just get right into the session. And I don't allow it because I'm like, listen, I may not be for you and you also may not be for me. Like I may mm. hear your problems and, and be like, oh, whoa, I'm, I am. That is, 
I'm, I'm at capacity with that type of problem. I don't want that. I, let me refer you to someone else. So definitely go and do consultations with these people and don't be afraid to say, hey, you know what? I'm shopping around. You are one of three consultations that I have this week. You know, tell me a little bit about yourself and your approach. This is my issue. Kind of tell me how you're going to help me through it. And if you don't like their answer, then that's not the person for you. And if they are offering, they're not offering free free consultations, that's also not therapist or coach for you. If they're making you pay for a consultation, then they're not confident in the fact that they can win you over in 15 minutes or less for free. And you need to just move right along. I often think of like, you know, the black community specifically, again, like to this topic, I, I think that when people think of therapy, like, you know, oh, we don't need therapy. And, you know, which was Something that was like said in my household, like what stay, what happens in the house, stay in the mm-hmm. house. Pray about and, it. Yeah, pray about it. And you know, not that I'm not spiritual or nothing, but you know, I'd be like, Mom, I think we need to do a little bit more than pray. And not you, working fast enough. And, you know, like I don't know if God is taking my prayer today. He busy. Uh, <laughs> okay, he got a lot to do. He turned water into wine. I don't know if he can hear me. Um, and I think that. That is such a huge um, setback at times for people of color. Like, you know, I, I'm a social worker and I, I spent maybe like eight to nine years dealing with uh, child welfare issues. And a lot of the issues that I would come in and see, historically, there would be social workers in the home and they're like, oh, like we can't never close this case. And here I go showing up as my authentic self, you know, an openly gay black man. And I'm in this home in an urban setting. And I'm like, why is this case open? This reminds me of like my grandmom's house. Like there's nothing like, you know, and I think that people, people of color sometimes think that, oh, therapy, it's not for me. I don't want to sit on nobody's couch. And I think that it, it, there is so much truth in what you said that it's like, you know, it's like dating someone. You have to shop around you. It has to be a fit because if it's not going to fit, it's not going to serve you. I just think that people think it's like this one like this cookie cutter thing of like, this is what it is. Like, no, I, I for me, I would want to cut up with my therapist, not, not cut up, but I, I will want them to understand the lingo, the lingo and the language that I speak. I would not want to, how could I express my true feelings if I have to code them? Exactly. You know, I tell my clients, uh, especially my black women who come in and I do specialize in anxiety for millennial women. Um, but I see clients of all types because, you know, who, what your story and, and the way you you are, it resonates with people no matter who you're talking to. Right. Um, but one thing that I tell clients when they come in is like, listen, I'm your clinical homegirl. I'm not going to doctor talk you. I'm not going to use terms that I would use with my professional colleagues. I'm going to to break down this thing and we're going to talk like we're having a casual conversation and I want you to understand what's going on where this stems from I also want you to be independent from me um, I mean you know it's not about the money for me it's about me helping people change their lives that's why I do offer sliding scales for people who can't afford my prices I do understand that not everybody is financially in a place to afford therapy but everybody needs it right but I, I tell Tell my clients, listen, 
talk to me the way that you would talk to your friend. You can curse. You can say whatever you want. You know, you're not going to offend me. This is your session and this is your safe space. But I do understand like what you're saying, that it may be easier for a black woman or a black man to come to me and open up in that way because I am black and I talk that way, too. So in that sense, yes, like this is why you need to date your therapist. I don't care how many accolades somebody has. I don't care how many letters behind their name. If you're not vibing with them, it's not going to work for you. And therapy only works if you work it. Right. You have to put in the work. What would you say to the people that are out there that, you know, given the pandemic that we are still in um, and, you know, a lot of people had to go virtual and there are some, you know, people in the mental health field that don't believe that virtual therapy um, or virtual sessions work like What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, you know what? My thoughts on that are, first of all, what I would tell them is you're probably old and old Uh-oh. school, Uh-oh. okay? And, you know, I am not an ageist. I love people of all ages, but that is an old way of thinking about therapy. And in order to break the stigma around mental health and therapy, you got to be up with the times. Like, everything is virtual. Why not therapy? We want to make this accessible. We want to make sure that, you know, I, I tell my clients, I'm like, I don't care if you're on vacation. You can be at a party. I don't care if you're at a club. Go to the bathroom. Go sit in your car. Do whatever you have to do to meet to make your session because one, you're going to get charged full fee anyways. But two... <laughs> but two, this is why I'm virtual. I'm meeting you where you are, literally. So that's the first thing I would tell them. The second thing that I would tell somebody that says that oh, therapy doesn't work virtually is go to my Instagram, click on client love and check out that highlight, baby, because I got reviews for days. It's working. You better let them know <laughs> reviews are out here. Something that I keep seeing um, and hearing people talk about um, is like shadow work. Um, and doing the shadow work. And I'm like, I understand the premise of it, but could you explain to me what shadow work is? Yeah. So the shadow work clinically is working with your unconscious mind so that you can uncover certain parts about yourself that you've either hidden or repressed for some reason. And this is going to be due to trauma or just like something telling you that that isn't good enough or somewhere along your lines in life, you were convinced that that is a weakness and it's not a strength. So you just kind of pushed it down. So shadow work essentially is supposed to bring you closer to your shadow, which is just the parts of you that you don't share with everyone else, because a lot of times those are actually strengths and those are good qualities about you that need to come out. And that's why you're having some sort of internal struggle. Uh, let me ask you this. You ever hear somebody say, oh, that person changed like or the glow up is real or something mm-hmm. like that. And you're like, yes. I can't put my finger on it, but like something different about them. Yes. A lot of times that can be a result of shadow work. It's like you work with a therapist and you figure out, oh, man, like these little character traits that I've been suppressing or these things that I've I've been thinking are weaknesses. I've worked with my therapist to to bring them to the forefront. And you realize that they're actually making you better than who you were. Um So, I mean, that's a clinical explanation of it. I would say just a more general explanation of shadow work is just finding yourself, learning yourself and bringing out all qualities of you. You can't live an authentic life if you're hiding parts of you. 
Oof, I feel like I, I feel like I've been doing shadow work on my own because I always say on my podcast, like I'm on a road to a, a better Bryce. And I, I feel like growing up, I was the youngest of like four brothers and I was teased, you know, for being gay. And it was high school, elementary school, college. And it and I it was something that I always did not like about myself. And, you know, I be open and honest, like I, at times I struggle with truly loving myself. And I'm open about that because I'm on a road to a better Bryce. And I feel like, you know, through honesty and vulnerability, you can grow and other people can grow through your own story. And so the older that I got and the more I realized, like after college, I, I went on Survivor and, you know, it didn't necessarily work out for me how I wanted it to work out, you know. <laughs> I'm still working. I ain't get the six figures yet, sis. But I had the mindset. I ain't had the goal. You know, I ain't had the goals and the stuff behind it. Right. But you didn't have a plan. I ain't had no plan. I should have called Danny. I Hello? No okay. We had him planned up. Okay. <laughs> he was ready for them. <laughs> we see. We And we see how well he did. But it wasn't until after Survivor that I really internalized, like, why did this happen to me? Because I felt like Survivor was my life story in the sense that like I didn't have a horrible life. I get great opportunities, but like I never just reach my full potential. And that's like how I took it as survivor. But then I started networking and I realized the more authentic that I would be to myself, you know, the more cut up, the more crazy, the more that I let out of myself, the more I think that people seem to be like, oh, I understand you. I get you. And so I say on my podcast that and anytime that I speak to anyone, it's always like I I feel as though that thing when you are growing up and even when you are adult that you don't like about yourself, that you worry about the criticism that will come from it. I believe it's your superpower. And I feel like the more that you can lean into it, the more that you can harness it, um, it's truly endless. And the more I live in my truth, I can remember being in high school, the Bryce that was in high school. Never would I think that in my adult life that I would be so proud to say that I'm an openly gay black man. Like, you, you know, like I just there was not representation for me. And so listening to you talk about shadow work, it's like, you know. I feel as though I've been on this journey and, you know, really self-reflection and looking at like why I react to certain people uh, different ways. And I was even telling you before the podcast came, when Danny uh, came onto our podcast, I was nervous just, and again, I reverted back to like my 16 year old self where I didn't have the best positive relationship with black men. And so I always am so like, how are they going to receive me? How are they going to take And so it was just so refreshing to, you know, Danny, a professional NFL player, and just for him to see me and, and receive me in such positivity, it really uh, did a lot for my self-growth and just encouraging myself to continue to just live in your truth. Yeah, I love that. You know what? I, what I will say is, first of all, Danny is very, very just uh, open-minded and accepting and humble. He is honestly, and I know I'm so biased because he's my husband, but he is one of the best people that I've ever met. I mean, I has, I still have some really not nice traits about me and he's helped me develop them in a way that I never thought 
that was possible for me because of just how good he is. And I think it has a lot to do with what he's been through at such a young age. But specifically in regard to you, his, he has an older sister and a younger one. They're all five years apart. And his older sister is an openly gay woman who, you know, cut off all her hair, like fully um, not as not feminine at all, but like fully gay. And she started when she was younger. And I think that he watched his sister grow up in a way that you're explaining as far as just being bullied and people not having representation and people not understanding her and that even though she's not feminine, she does, she does identify as female and and just all of these types of things. And so I think, um, talking to you and just, you know, just different people who he feels like are openly gay. He, he supports it and he's happy for you because I think he watched his sister go through some hard times and it, it's given him an affinity for this population. I love to hear that. Um, and I, I think more conversations like this and around the subject need to happen because I think that through these experiences, people learn. And my mom always said to me, and <laughs> child, what a great time, like after watching the, the Oscars. Oh, gosh. Uh, you never know what somebody's going through. And you never know what someone's story is. And it always pays to be nice. You know, I and I feel like I get that from my mom in the sense of I always try to go out of my way to oh, like, hey, hey, sis, I, I see the eyelashes like or, you know, I really like those sneakers <laughs> or like, you know, like in my little way, I really feel like it is just not my contribution to the world. But really saying that, like, I don't always feel as though people see me for who I am. So I try to go out of my way to see other people and try to just give love and grace uh, to people in just random situations. I love that. You know what? I, that is some, one exercise that I teach clients who are doing boundary work. It's like, it's not always communicating your boundary. It's not always verbalizing your boundary or because a boundary essentially is just teaching somebody how to treat you or sharing how you want to be treated. But sometimes you have to go that extra step and put action behind your boundary and show people like, hey, this is what I'm going to do for you because this is what I would like for someone to do to me. And so I love that that you go that extra mile and I know that you do it because you do it for me. And I'm just like, oh, he made my day. Okay, friend, thank you. Like that was, that was nice um so yeah i love that i love that so if somebody now i'm asking for a friend <laughs> if someone is you know in their early to late 20s to early 30s and they are not in a serious relationship but you know then they question like well what is the reason that i'm not in a relationship do you think that is something that people could go for coaching or counseling? Is that like, is, is that a topic that comes up? Oh my God. Yes. I, I work. So I work with, I'm working with a few clients right now, maybe like five who were actually just online dating coaching, like how to create your profile, what to put in your bio so that you attract somebody who's not just trying to hook up. Or if you just want to hook up, let's, let's figure that out. You know, how to do your picture. And then when somebody reaches out to you, what are the conversation? What, how to make you stand out versus the, Hey, what's your favorite color? And that type of thing, how to date with intention and mm. put intention behind that and put off those, that body language that, Hey, I'm not here to play, you know, I'm here to stay that type of thing. So I do work with that with my clients. But what I will tell you is that 
They don't come to me for the dating part. It's more so for what you said in initially. What is wrong with me? Mm. That is what we work on. And before we get to actually dating and going through that and learning how to flirt, I teach all of that. Before we get to that, we need to fix your thought process around what is wrong with me. Because if you are thinking in, in any remote sense that something is wrong with you, that's the vibe that you're going to put out there. And maybe the person that 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 you're looking for is looking for someone who's more confident and, and more healed in that sense, right? So as a therapist, my main focus is to make sure you're feeling 100% about yourself and you're walking into the dating scene like, I'm the shit. Oh, sorry. I don't know if I can curse. Um, you can. Okay. Like, so you're walking into the dating feels like, I'm the shit. Like, I'm the catch. You better be lucky if I even swipe right on you or if I if I acknowledge you, allow you to buy me a drink. Like, that's the vibe that I help my clients build you are the prize and anybody will be lucky to have you and sometimes when you're so busy working on yourself and you're so busy like okay we're working on this we're building my confidence we're learning how to flirt we're role-playing we're doing all this stuff then somebody people will start to come because they're going to be attracted to who this person is and you know I'm married and people still slide up in my DMs like people they don't care they're gonna come for you once you start putting out that vibe of I'm untouchable because Let's be honest. Us millennials, we love an exclusive joint, right? Anything exclusive, VIP, it's a waitlist invite only. So that's the vibe that I help my clients get about themselves and give off. It's like, oh, baby, I'm exclusive. Like, I'm not out here just responding to all your DMs, you know? Wait, we about to title this podcast exclusive. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. For someone that is listening that might be interested in coaching, or some type of psychotherapy and has never gone through any traditional way of getting therapy or a consultation. Could you walk us through what a consultation is like or what the type of questions that you would ask so that like it could get someone more comfortable and open to the idea that, you know, coaching or or therapy or or some type of support. So it like lessens their anxiety about the situation. Cause I know when I and we talked about this before we got on the podcast, but you know, if I'm doing something new that I've never done before, like this is how crazy I am. So they changed my polling booth the last time we had to vote. Girl, I, yes, I drove past it the night before because I was like, okay, let me just make sure I know what it looked like. Okay, we prepared. We prepared. So, you know, tomorrow when I come up there and, you know, do my little vote, I know where I'm pumping to. Yes. But you know what? That's a coping mechanism. Some people may mm. say things like that and they may they may say or misdiagnose it as anxiety. But actually, you are managing your anxiety in a healthy way. You are saying, you know what? I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight until I go and drive past here and make sure I know where I'm going so that I'm not late so I can time myself. So what you did is you learned how to cope. You managed your anxiety. So Mm. you put that to rest. Your brain was able to sleep and you walked into that polling booth the next day clear. And that's something that a therapist would help other people do. You seem more high functioning and it's probably because you do have a mental health background and social work. But a lot of people wouldn't wouldn't have even been able to figure that part out. I love how you just put that because for me, I'm thinking like, what is wrong with you, Bryce? Why do you have to like, you know, and just hearing you say that, I don't know why I just put like a smile on my face. Like, you know, the things that I do, I do it for a reason. I'm not just like out here. I uh, 
So I just want to say thank you for that because I, um, I'm just such an overprepared type of person. But what could someone expect in their first session of coaching or therapy or a consultation? Yeah. So before I answer that, I want to say really quickly, because this is a great teachable moment. The way that you just worded that is an exact example of how somebody who is high functioning, who may not be enduring trauma right now, could benefit from therapy. So the fact that you said, and I think you've said it multiple times now, if I was taking notes, I would be able to tell you. But the way that you speak about yourself or the things that you're doing, it is negative self-talk. So when you say, what is wrong with you, Bryce? Why are you doing this? Like, you're so extra. That's negative self-talk. And the more you talk to yourself like that, you're convincing yourself that actually something good that you're doing for yourself is bad. And then you'll stop doing these good things for yourself and your anxiety will heighten. So the way way that we talk to ourselves really matters. It forms the way we think. It forms the way that we care for ourselves. And so in that aspect, I would say, oh, you could benefit from therapy just to learn how to talk to yourself better so that when you are doing these types of things that other people have convinced you is weird, you're going to feel more comfortable in it because you'll be able to say, nothing's wrong with me. This is what I'm doing so that I'm not crazy tomorrow. Y'all hear my friend getting me together. Okay, listen. I try to, you know, I try to like hot, like, uh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yes. No, you're welcome. So consultations, when you are um, getting ready to go into a consultation and meet with the therapist for the first time, what I will say is do not prepare. Okay. If you are too prepared, you're going to be in there asking questions that you don't really give a shit about. Like these questions, like what is your therapeutic orientation? What's your approach? You don't know what that means. So why are you asking? Like, I mean, you know, like when I get these questions, I'm just like, okay, I'm going to say this and then what? So what I want you to do for these consultations, because usually they're pretty short, 15 minutes or less. But what I want you to do is to go in there with your immediate issue. And if you don't have an issue, you go in there with your therapy goals, at least three. So if you have an issue, I want you to go in there and say, hey, this is what's going on. It's bothering me. And I need you to tell me how you're going to help me get to a a resolution. Okay, and if you like that resolution that they come up with, then that then then give them a try. And if you don't like the resolution, then you're going to peace out. Like if they tell you something, oh, we're going to meditate and we're if it just sounds like a lot of fluff that you already see all over Instagram or that you can Google and it comes up, then that's not the person for you. They're too surface for you. But if they come up with a solution that you feel like is already customized just for you based off of how you described your problem, then that means one, they are they have great active listening skills and they were able to customize a solution for you right there on the spot and that's the genius you want in your corner and two you know that they're really here they're really doing the work outside of sessions to be a better therapist and they're not just surface level they're gonna dig deep they just did it for you and they're gonna teach you how to do it for yourself what is there a time frame on therapy you just said if you go in with an initial problem what is your suggestion for someone that is interested in getting into therapy or receiving therapy, is there a set time frame or does it ever really end? Could you stay in therapy for years? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, yes. So 
Yes and no. Um, if you are going into therapy with an initial problem, uh, say let's, for example, grief, you might see a grief therapist. That's not going to last forever because we're hoping that you, you get through your grieving process and not be grieving forever, right? So in that sense, that type of therapy you should give it a while. Can you put a time frame on therapy? No, because everybody heals differently at their own pace. Um, and then we have real life. So if you think about your presenting issue and then a plan to help you heal, well, think about real life. You know, there's things that are going to happen that are going to detour your plan. And then we're going to have to focus on that. And then we're going to have to come back to the initial one. Or sometimes your presenting issue may stem from childhood. So the therapist will have to take a few sessions to start there and then lead up to your presenting issue. Either way, it's customizable. It's specific to the person. You can't put a time frame on therapy. But what I will say is that if you're trying therapy out for the first time and you have an issue that you really want relief from, give it at least three sessions. Because if you're not feeling some sort of relief in three sessions, you're going to need another therapist. Um, but people can go to therapy for years. I have clients who I've been seeing since I opened my practice. Do they come to me every week now? No, because their issues have been resolved. But do they come for, to me maybe biweekly or once a month for mental maintenance? Yeah. What would you identify as mental maintenance? Yeah. Um, so I identify mental maintenance as just, you know, you might come in and we're just going to talk about what's going on. So, hey, how's work? Oh, this is going on. This is annoying me. Just general life things that are just going to come up that may not necessarily be affecting you to the point where you're having a mental breakdown, but it's just little things that might come up. Oh, hey, my friend was three hours late for dinner. It really pissed me off. Like, I need to process this out. Am I wrong for being mad? Or this happened. You know, it's sort of just kind of like check in on what's going on and how to come up with more positive resolutions or how to just ask yourself like should I let this affect me or my my most popular question that I ask clients is this a me problem or a we problem okay <laughs> first of all I feel like <laughs> you try to gather me on this podcast I um First of all, I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you, uh, because I think that this is amazing. And I'm also just making a proclamation that this might be your first time on the podcast, but it is for sure definitely not going to be your last. <laughs> yes, no, it was fun. It was one of my my more less uh, anxiety-driven podcasts. But, I mean, you you are a very just interesting person. I, I was really intrigued by you. I watched the podcast that, that Danny did with you guys and I just, your personality is very inviting and I love it. And I do also admire how open you are with your sexuality. I also admire the, the banter between you and Wendell. I'm obsessed. Like I'm a fan of the duo. Like I just love it. And and you talk about Danny, but he even, even he, like the way that you guys banter, the way that you show up for black men and for just different populations. I love it. And um, so, yeah, I'm honored to come back whenever you want. Yes. Now, first of all, uh, are we going to Vegas in December? Okay. Because can you coach me? Okay. Like, first of all, if we go anywhere, you're going you gonna to come back with a team because I'm the best wing girl. You okay, better ask it. somebody. I'm the best that's wing it. girl. Second of all, I'm going to be 35 in December. Okay. So yeah, we going somewhere. Okay. Listen, it's a done deal. Listen, I'm getting my little workouts together now. So listen, y'all, y'all heard it first. <laughs> if you see me cussing somebody on Instagram out, like it's December and I ain't go nowhere. Y'all know 
y'all heard it here first. But if anyone is interested in contacting you or like have some follow up questions, like where can they reach out to you? Where can they see all this greatness that we keep talking about on the Kiki's Instagram? Can you let the people know? Yes. Pull up on me. Um, my Instagram name is Kiki McCrayway and uh, I share everything there. My website is linked as well. What I will tell you guys is that Kiki is always booked. Yes, I oh. talked about myself in third person. My practice is full right now. But um, because I am I am so strong on balance and, you know, I only work three days a week and I put a lot of breaks in my day for special people like Mr. Bryce here. I can fit you in. We'll figure out a time if you really feel like you need to chat it up. Um, and then I'll also offer a discount. So if you say Bryce sent you, baby, you're going to get a discount. Oh, listen, we like the discounts, too. <laughs> So, yeah, you just follow me on Instagram. I usually show, you know, say when I'm opening up some spots, if I'm full. I also offer group therapy um, because I'm full often. And so but I still want to meet new people and help people out. So, uh, yeah, link in my bio for all that. But if you just have some questions and you want to chop it up legally and ethically, I'm not allowed to give clinical advice over Instagram. But you can start the conversation there and then you and I can hop off to um, a HIPAA compliant chat room where I can help you out there. You heard it here first. Kiki, thank you so much. Thank you. This is not an official meeting. This is like a half a meeting. The real link up between us is going to be amazing. But seriously, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and giving us tips and just love and really just being such a real type of friend. So I appreciate you so much. No, thank you. Thank you for having me. And thank you for doing your part to break the stigma. I mean, we can talk about therapy in the Black community all we want to, but if we're not doing things like this, if we're not showing up for each other, if we're not having the conversations, then we're always going to be stuck. So cheers to you for doing this and doing your part to break the stigma and generational curses. Okay, listen, we out, we, we're doing the work, okay? Yes, we doing the work. We is out here doing it. And so listen, this, I, I won't say bye. I'll say talk to you later. Yes, later, boo. And we are back this month for your, that's right, your spiritual forecast, the Purple Pants Premonition. And I love to welcome back the none other than the gangster to the gurry. Welcome back to the podcast. Here, hi, happy April. We made it to another month in the year 2000. 22. How you doing over there, Spicy Bricey? Boop, 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 I, <laughs> I am, yes, I am doing well. Um, you know, like I said, last time we talked, it's summer mode for me. Okay. So I am, you know, trying to just get my mind right, my body right, my spirit right. So I'm really good, but I feel like I come to some hurdles sometimes. Like I feel like I'm doing really, really good. And then uh-huh. I feel like in a split second I could just revert back to spicy Bricey so we're trying to like you know get that under control a little bit but uh, you know other than that I am well how have you been listen you are you preaching to the choir are you in my house Mm -hmm. right now are you spying on me spicy Bricey there's a stranger in (laughs) In my house house. it took took a while while to figure out there's There's no no way way you could be who you say 
there's gotta be someone else. <laughs> he wouldn't touch me. Ooh. Okay, let's Ooh, Okay. <laughs> We had to have a moment real quick. Listen, you've been in my house because it's been giving it's been giving the same energy over here. I'm like, who's that girl that's in my house right now? Because I don't know her and she needs to go. And it's very easy for me to it's been very easy for me to slip back into my bullshit, as I like to say, like it's been very easy in the month of March, but I'm recommitting to brand new energy and like a brand new version of myself because I'm tired of that old girl like she can go. She don't she don't live here no more. Okay, mm. has been the message for me that I've been like really stepping into like sister girl, this is not your home. This is not your safe place. Like you got to start doing brand new things. Okay, because that's all that we have time for. Um and I feel like the month of April has a lot going on um as far as new energy is concerned. Um and I'm really excited to talk about what we can look forward to in the month of April mainly because I feel feel like it's an opportunity for us to begin again to start brand new um so i don't know about you spicy brycey but uh you've heard about the new you know about the new moons and the full moons and everything right I've heard of them, yes. Okay, she, 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 he a little familiar with it. Um, but no, this month is going to be a very special month because we don't have just one. We have two new moons in one month, and that is a, a rare occurrence. I think that only happens maybe once or twice a year. And April is the month where that is happening, where we're going to have two new moons and one full moon. So it's going to be a lot of transits going on, okay? I'm here for it. And also, April is the month is giving very much three pay weeks okay 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 abundance okay come on we love that we love that that's our favorite flavor okay um but no in the month of april we have today april 1st um there is a new moon that came through um in the sign of aries um so this is really uh impactful for just like starting over again right um if you think about like you know where you are at the very beginning of the month it's probably like brand new goals you know every time we start it's the first of the month wake up wake up wake up like it's the first of the month so what are some of the brand new things that you're waking up to doing and like starting off this month with intention but just don't think about what you have started off the month of april wanting to do what have you learned throughout this year so far that you're just like I'm recommitting to myself you feel what I'm saying I'm recommitting to these goals I'm recommitting to this energy and this is exactly what I'm going to be doing as the rest of this month goes by we have a second new moon, which is going to be a partial solar eclipse, if I'm not mistaken, is the correct title. This is going to be happening on April 30th, and it's going to be in the sign of Taurus. So at the very beginning of Taurus season, shout out to all my Aries family and shout out to all my Taurus family. If you're celebrating a birthday, happy birthday to you. Um, we're going to have a partial solar eclipse at the end of this month in the sign of Taurus. So this is going to be really great for getting grounded in those goals. Right. And as you have started over anew, it's going to be like like, okay, like these are the steps that are going to help me to feel good in those goals and in those intentions that I am setting. And then we have a full moon in the middle of the month on April 16th, which is in my favorite sign or one of my favorite signs, Libra. 
So it's going to be all about releasing what does not feel in balance with us. So this is a month of us kind of just like getting back on track, right? Um, if you think about the month of March, and I feel like March was challenging for some of us. It was like, ooh, I'm doing this. And then all of a sudden it felt like you're taking two steps forward and then maybe like three steps backward or maybe just one step backward, depending upon what was going on in your life. And April is the month where you can really feel like things are happening and you're going towards your goals. You're going towards this new beginning of your life and you start figuring out what fits and what doesn't. Okay, we listening. So let's go ahead and get into the cards because you know I already came with the tea. Prepare the tea is piping hot on today, and this month also seems like it's going to be challenging around these three major themes. The first card is represented in temperance. So just for a little bit of context, if you're new out here, I'm going to give you guys three cards to represent what the big energies of the month are going to be representing, and then I have a card that's going to be kind of like our advice. As we are going throughout the month of April. So I want to frame the month of April in seeing the magic, see the magic in everything that's happening around you. Right. But I want you to focus on three specific aspects of seeing the magic, seeing the magic when it comes to balance, magically finding yourself back into balance or doing things that help you to feel balanced in your magic, balanced in yourself, balanced in your healing, balanced when it comes to receiving guidance, whether that is internal guidance or external guidance. So this could be, you know, paying attention to all the angel numbers on the clock. Like maybe you see an 1111, maybe you see a 222, maybe you see an 55, 55, like what do these signs mean for you this month? And are they making sense as you are stepping throughout the month of April? The temperance card is uh, connected to balance and healing, right? So I want you guys to think about, or you all to think about the first quarter of this month in regards to the areas of your life that are disproportionately represented. So are you working too much? Are you sleeping too little? Are you indulging too much? This may be an opportunity for you to learn what does it mean for you to be even healed? What does it mean for you to be in balance, in physical, in emotional, in mental. We've been feeling a little off kilter lately. So this is the month where you can get back into balance with your goals, get back into balance with your emotions, get back into balance with your spiritual wellness, get back into balance with your physical wellness. Spicy Bryce, I see you be, you've been running and everything again, haven't you? I've been trying to listen. I'm trying to get it in balance. Okay, come on now. Get it right. Get it tight. Okay. Mm-hmm. Working on your fitness. I'm your witness. Hoo-wee! Listen, so this is a month where we are allowing ourselves to get back into balance with some of the things that we know that we've been missing. I know that me personally, I got a gym membership about a week ago, about a week ago. Okay. Come on, Bobby um, Schmerner. Okay, come on, Bobby Schmerner. Um, but no, I got a gym membership. I didn't make it all the way this week, but you know what? Next week is a new week. So I'm recommitting to like those goals and those values of just getting it right and getting it tight in the month of April, okay? It's about to be an amazing April and I'm about to be abundant. And also I'm about to be amazingly working out and I'm setting that intention with you all. So I can't wait to tell you about it in the month of May. Okay. The next card that we have is the seven of swords and the seven of swords comes up when we are uh, relating to dishonesty and people stealing things from us. Right. Mm -hmm. People not being who they say that they are. People uh, lying to us. Right. Mm. Are we lying to ourselves Mm. this month? Okay, and how do we allow ourselves to get real, get clear? Who is steal? Who is stealing your joy? Are you stealing your joy? Are you stealing things from yourself? Are you allowing other people to take, 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 and not put back the way that they're supposed to be putting back? 
This is asking you to uh, take extra care and protect what is yours, both physically and emotionally this month. See the magic in putting yourself first. Okay, see the magic in making yourself a priority. Maybe somebody's trying to take something or deceive you. Who is a liar? (laughs) Who is a liar? Are you the liar this month? And how do you take a step back to be like, okay, like I'm feeling imbalanced with myself and I may not be doing things the way that I need to be. Let me be honest with myself. Tell myself what I've been missing. You know what I mean? And make some action into doing what I got to do to get myself back on track. You'll start noticing this around the middle of the month when we come up on our full moon in Libra about what has not been feeling in balance for you. Right. Um, And what has also been feeling a little bit like you've been uh, taking your selfish desires and allowing other people to like play into them or maybe even playing into your own. So I want you to think about where have you needed to stop with your own BS and calling yourself out this month or calling other people out who have been getting close to you or who have been coming into your life, but aren't necessarily the best fit for you right now. Is this person being real with you? Is this situation giving you what you need and what you deserve? And this is telling you to be cautious. Are you being the victim or are you the thief in this sense? And who may you need to call out or who may not call out in a negative way? Because, you know, we're not doing that yinging, rah, rah, all that. It's really just about you coming from a space of being like, this is what I'm noticing. I love you to life, but I also need to be honest about X, Y, Z. This is what I need from you. This is what I need from this situation. And this is not bearing fruit. And if you're able to do that, then you will feel victorious as this month goes by. But if you feel like, you know, you can't speak your truth, you can't speak up, you can't let people know what's going on through your mind, then it's going to be a very challenging month for you. The Six of Wands is our last card, and this is representative of victory, triumph, and feeling glorious. Victory is imminent. So I want to let you know that the end of this month, by the end of this month, you will feel victorious if you allow yourself to get in balance, if you allow yourself to do what you need, if you allow yourself to focus on your healing, if you allow yourself to not be dishonest with others and with yourself, then you will feel victorious as this month closes up. But if you do not take that step to call things out, do what you need to do for yourself, then this month may be a challenge for you. I'd like to read the Six of Wands in its description. It says, if you've been doubting yourself recently, you'll soon see that this was time wasted. People in power will notice your efforts and reward you properly. Mm. Lovers will declare their feelings of affection and dedication. Mm. Stars will align just so and shine generously in your direction. Bask in the glory, dear one. You've been through many tribulations and now is time to enjoy the triumph. This card signifies that you've earned this place of success and you will ride high for quite some time. And the quote here says, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence, therefore, is not an act, but a habit. How are you being excellent today? How are you making your excellence a habit? How are you making making sure that people know who you are? You came what you said that you was going to do. You did that. You're showing up 100% authentically. You know what I'm saying? You're being honest. You're being giving. You're, you know, a sharing person. You're also showing and exhibiting balance and honesty and truth when it comes to the people around you. And you're seeing the magic in everything. Um, the card that came up as advice is Labradorite. So for all my crystal uh, family out there, people that love their crystals, Labradorite is one of my favorite crystals. It's probably my top 
two and knock number two, crystal in all of life. So I love that the message here is around seeing the magic. There is magic all around you. If you lift your gaze from your everyday path, you will see beauty in every corner. The stars, rainbows, hugs from a friend, the innocence of a child's laugh. All of this is magic. All of this is miracles. So I have a question for you. I have a question for everybody out there. This is for you too, Bryce. If you could make a wish, what would you wish for? Mm. If you could make a wish, what would you wish for right now? So I want everybody to take a second, take a deep breath in. Mm. Okay, mm. and focusing on that wish. If you could make a wish, what would you make a wish for? And I know that some people are oh, they superstitious, so we're not about to talk about our wishes on on the air. But I want you to write it down, put it in space where you can hold on to it, and then I want you to hold on to it throughout the rest of this month. And on April thirtieth, May first, open that wish back up, and I want you to see if that wish came to pass. Okay, what was the last sign that you received to let you know that you're on the right path? I want you to get back into the space of dreaming once again. Get back into the space of knowing that you are divinely guided right now and everything is right in flow. If you're questioning whether or not you're in the right place, is there really a reason to question it? Have you always gotten affirmations that whatever you put your mind and your energy and your, your focus on, it's always come up as a positive. So I want you guys, I want you all to see the magic of this month, but it only comes when you're finding yourself in balance, when you claim victory over your life and you don't let anybody lie to you or steal from you and follow your gut. Okay. Follow your gut on the people and the energies that are around you. Because listen, some people will always show who they truly are. And it's really just about you trusting the signs that appear in your life to give you direction. Okay. So that's our message for the month of April and Mr. April. Para mis hispanohablantes out there, okay, for our month of April. Thank you so much for letting me be here. Spicy Bryce, kicking it back to you. It's very much given. Victory is mine. Okay. Victory is mine. <laughs> I told Satan. Okay, yes. Okay, I, listen. I am here for it. I love it. And thank you so much for always coming in at the start of the month and blessing the posse with some positive energy and setting us straight before we go. Where can the people follow you? What you got cooking up? Any more spots available? Somebody wants a personal reading. Yes, you know, you can find me on Instagram, Gangsta Gurry, Gangsta with an A, because I don't do that ER Buster-ish over here, okay? Um, You can also find me on Patreon, patreon.com backslash Gangsta Gurry as well. I like to give a personal touch for my listeners. I also have a podcast, Mystic Moments Podcast, where I bring a little wisdom and mysticism to your week. If you want to give yourself a little listen over there, you can find me there chopping it up with my family. Um, And as far as if you want a personal reading, email me, gangstagurry at gmail.com. That's the best way to get in contact with me. I'll get you in contact with my advisor slash assistant. Yes, she got an assistant. Okay, 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 okay. She's abundant. Okay. Um, And we can get you on my schedule for the month of April. I will let you know that she is the doll is traveling a little bit throughout the months of April and May. Um, So catch me while you can because spots is leaving hot all right so please catch me before the middle of april if you can do that then we can schedule something but you know the doll is going to be in new orleans she's going to be in raleigh she's going to be back in la so if those are one of your cities let a girl know maybe i can see you 
Yes, it's giving tour vibes. Yes, I- okay. She is trying to be on tour, okay? And she's trying to hit international destinations this year. Destinaciones internacionales, okay? <laughs> we love it. Gangsta Gurry, thank you so much for reading us into April. This has been your April Purple Pants Premonitions. Bob's got a message. Bob's got a message. share with you another piece I've read written by Nikki Vanis. Take time to reflect. Take time to look back on how far you have come and how much you have grown. I mean it, my beautiful friend. When was the last time you really, really took a moment to celebrate just how far you've come? Every now and then, take a break from charging forward to pause and be proud of all the progress you have made. And when you finish something big, really, truly, take the time to celebrate the big thing you just completed, whatever it is. Whether or not it is big to others, if it is big to you, celebrate it. Too often, we charge right into the next thing without absorbing and reflecting on what we just finished. Sometimes we climb up an entire mountain, spending months or years on the climb, only to get to the top and quickly see and plan the next one we hope to climb, which is perfectly human. But what we don't always realize is that a lot of growth happens when we take the time to absorb all that we did. So take the time to reflect on the lessons you've learned and the strength you've gained throughout your trials. Take the time to realize your growth. Let it sink in. Absorb it. Let yourself be proud. Let yourself celebrate. There will always be another mountain to climb. But before you pack up and go, make sure you celebrate this one. Love you. Who's the freak? Who's the freak? Who's the freak of the week? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that freaky, freaky freak? And we are on to this week's Freak of the Week. And with it being April, and with April showers come May flowers, also April is Autism Awareness Month, which is something that is very near and dear to my heart. My niece, Anita, was diagnosed with autism at three months old, and we as a family are 
always working and striving to break the stigma of autism and for better opportunities and and more access to better education and ultimately more awareness. When I think about my niece, Anita, I think about representation. And as she grows up to see more women with autism paving the way and being role models for my young niece, which leads me to this week's Freak of the Week is Brittany D'Angelo. You might know her from Big Brother 23. Like all of you, I met her on the TV screen. I'm like, oh my God, who is this beautiful young lady? I love her. And being able to have the opportunity to meet her in real life. She has been so amazing, so friendly, so open and accepting. And I just love my good, 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 good girlfriend, Brittany. She was diagnosed at 22 months with autism, a developmental disability that can cause significant social communication and behavior challenges. At the age of five years old, her parents enrolled her into dance lessons at the Dance Shop Studio in Niagara Falls, New York. In that setting, Brittany was able to escape the stigma associated with her diagnosis and thrived. She trained in a variety of styles, including tap, jazz, and ballet, and was the youngest dancer at the school to have ever land a spot on the company team at just 12 years old. They saw something in me in an early age that made all the difference, Brittany said. And I think that that is so important and which is why we want to celebrate the queen that is Brittany as the freak of the week. And you know, here on the podcast, I am so big on giving people their flowers while they are here and can receive them. And which is why I am awarding my friend, Brittany this week's Freak of the Week. Recently, on Britney's Instagram, at the start of Autism Awareness Month, she announced that she was partnering up with the Summit Center. The Summit Center is one of the leading not-for-profit agencies serving individuals with autism and other developmental challenges. Summit's team is dedicated to empowering people through evidence-based treatment that helps them reach their greatest potential. With a staff of over 500 professionals, Summit offers a range of educational, behavioral, health, adult, and community programs to 1,300 children and adults each year, which is a great organization that's something as we as the Purple Pants Posse can get on board with. You know your baby boy had to break out the wallet and support Britney's cause. If you would like to support the Summit Center, you can click on Britney. Needs Instagram at Brittany underscore D'Angelo. Click the link in her bio and click on the Summit Center and bless them with whatever that you can give. You know, your baby boy had to do the same. If Brittany is the freak of the week, that means we are coming to an end to another exclusive podcast. I appreciate you guys so much for listening, lending your support and always showing your baby boy so much love. If you could be so kind to ensure that you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever there are podcasts available. Purple Pants Podcast awaits for you to subscribe. Click that link. 
Give your baby boy some five stars. Write a review. And don't forget to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend that we always show ourselves exclusive love because it's a... It's a, it's a, it's the purple pants, it's the purple pants, it's the purple pants podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the purple pants podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. It's the purple pants podcast. You're trying to unwind, you better get that box wine. It's the purple pants podcast. You're trying to get your snack, you better hurry right back though. It's the purple pants, it's the purple pants.